Hello, and welcome to episode 21 of Constructing Comics, a comic podcast building comic stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we're going to break down Doomsday Clock number nine and Doomsday Clock in general. This is a spoiler alert for all things Doomsday's Clock related, but especially Doomsday's Clock nine. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Noah. Hey there. No, you're a pretty big Watchmen fan, so why don't you uh, lead me off with some initial thoughts on on this issue, issue nine? I think everybody, including myself, went into Doomsday Clock with a little um, hesitancy, you know, where we were like, is it a sequel? Is it an alternate telling of Watchmen? You know, what's going on exactly? How does it play into the larger DC universe? Is it just a gimmick, you know, to get us to buy comics? And I still don't know the answer to that, <laughs> like like nine issues in. So there's my initial thoughts. I have not gotten, it seems like nine issues in and every issue doesn't answer any questions. It just poses more questions. Yeah, it's it's been pretty, uh, it's been pretty confusing where they are. I think like the third or fourth issue, um, there was like a lot of, uh, stuff with Batman where you couldn't figure out if they were sort of in the main DCU or if they were in an alternate DCU. Yeah, because the Joker showed up. And I think issue six, Joker showed up and he was uh, auctioning off Batman and Rorschach. I think it was five or six. Yeah. Uh, They're having really good issues. Like number three, I think, was the one where they went over, they actually did answer some questions about the new Rorschach. Mm -hmm. They had his origin story and how it related to uh, the moth from the main Watchmen storyline. That issue was amazing. Yeah. And uh, it like told a really great complete story. And um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. But I think with this one uh, episode or uh, sorry, issue, issue nine, I think the, uh, the level of confusion and uh, craziness got uh, ramped up a few notches. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's made me want to pull my hair out. (laughs) Um, It was, this this issue, like especially how it started out, and I don't know if this is like if people who are like in depth, like all caught up on on all the events and all the like universe changing events that have happened to DC, know what he's talking about at the beginning with um, the the boy who sacrifices himself uh, to reignite the sun mm-hmm. to save the world, and then Doctor Manhattan. Um, has the ring in his hand that belonged to that that boy? Yeah. And then he moves the inch the 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 lantern six inches away from Alan Scott, and yeah. then that boy never exists, so that the world comes to an end. Um, I don't know if that's a reference to something. So that's another thing that this issue sort of combines with is like, is he referencing other events, or is this something new that he's just confusing us with? And by he, I mean Jeff Johns. I yeah. Just there's no answer to any of this. Okay, and another thing that is probably um, adds a layer to this is is that the new Fifty Two, that five six year period, they are now sort of they've kind of now said that that was Doctor Manhattan playing with the the time stream. Um, huh. So he has changed DC continuity before. Um, and then, and then we have rebirth, um, and that would have been the the stop of that that time period that Doctor Manhattan was 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 playing with. Um, 
and we have a number of things that change uh, in DC universe here. Um, you would reference some of them, um, but we also have we also get a new or a changed origin for Firestorm. Yeah, and uh, the magical characters in the DC universe are are told that what they believe is magic is not really magic. So that sort of makes you think that uh, are all those past stories going to be, be played with somehow. Also, there's some, uh, some, I think green lantern again, I think I wasn't surprised about the same time. It was kind of like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. When uh, the green lanterns have an effect on Dr. Manhattan it kind of makes sense with Jeff Johns being such a green lantern mm-hmm. uh, person. Like, you know, that's sort of what he wrote and what he's familiar with. So I think the green lanterns are going to play an important part in uh, figuring out what's going on with Dr. Manhattan. All right. Well, let's dive into some of the the design choices here. Um, first page is a very Watchmen esque page. It's, it's oh, a yeah. nine page panel. Um, with uh, with a lot of people, um, or not a lot of people, with with a character sort of giving you uh, a rundown of uh, of of what he's thinking. Um, what do you think about the the style here? It's uh, how Gary Frank is sort of copying the the, the Watchmen style. I think it's great. I mean, uh, there's a nice. Uh, it, it's he's got a great flow throughout his pages, and it's not maybe it's not as invisible as some other people are with how they they draw their eye around it like a nine panel grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still great. And uh, I think a good example of that is page, uh, page eight. Um, you can definitely see all the, all the movement lines through how people are posed in that. Yeah. Um, like pretty obviously like how it like basically sometimes it's just someone pointing towards the next panel, uh, like literally pointing. But this first page is really, um, you know, again, it's a, it plays into the cover being a panel, and then that feeding into uh, the next page, the ne- the first panel on the first page, which is really great as always. Of course, I like to see that with the Watchmen thing. What I, what I, uh, it's like this is so confusing. This this opening page that I'm just having a hard time talking about it because I'm getting distracted by whose ring does this belong to on the first page, and. Um, not knowing the answer really frustrates me. Is it a flash ring? Do you think? No, it's. It, I think it's a. It's a legion flight ring. Oh. So in in their set, they're they're from far in the. In my best understanding, is they're from far in the future. So some of this three thousand nine um, talk would 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 fold into to would or I'm sorry three thousand nineteen date would uh would uh, go along with that. Okay. Pretty sure that's a Legion flight ring. Okay, that makes sense to us. That is a reference to something deep comic book. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. The the there's a good flow. Gary Frank is great, and I also love looking at Gary Frank's lines. He's such a great um, how he creates shading. You know, he's sort of one of those guys who just sort of knows the right amount of lines to put on a page in order to create the right amount of depth and detail. I really like that. Just got finished reading his and Jeff John's um, Shazam run in the new 52, which is really great. And I'm guessing the movie's going to be based a lot on that. But I just, I couldn't help but appreciate how, uh, like, there's a very deliberate, you can feel that there's like a deliberate way that 
Jerry Frank puts on his puts the lines down on the page, and I think that that fits with Watchmen because I feel the same way about Dave Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Like when you read Watchmen, you can tell Dave Gibbons is very deliberate about how many lines he puts on the page. Like it's like there's thought put into every stroke. Yeah, and I see that in Gary Frank as well. Like they're both they're both of their styles are are different, but at the same time, there's this control that you feel in their artwork. Yeah, and to go along with the with the ring when when Guy Gardner um, goes to goes to um, fight Doctor Manhattan, he punches him, and then the second time he goes to punch him, Doctor Manhattan grabs his wrist and sort of he's he says that he's uh, he doesn't know what that that ring is, but it's 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 enjoyable to long. So he has I feel like that's his first interaction with the with the Green Lantern green lantern ring so that would also point to that that's a legion ring at the at the beginning yeah well also he says he finds it difficult to affect the ring you know so i think that's sort of where i was talking about like i think uh green lanterns are gonna pose a i think are gonna play an important part in uh solving the manhattan problem yeah so Somebody else who probably is going to play an important part is somebody who's in a uh, is currently in a coma here. Oh yeah. Um, do you think that we are um, headed towards a Superman Doctor Manhattan showdown here at the end? I think it's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, I th- they've said it. They've been building it up now since Doctor Manhattan entered into the picture. How many ever issues ago it was. Mm-hmm. But also, at the same time, the first issue was littered with that as well. Um, when it came out now, almost like a, like about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of hints towards uh, like the date being the day that Death of Superman came out is sort of when, when it starts. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things about like sort of hinting towards uh, Superman either dying or killing somebody. Uh, so was it in, I, and maybe you remember this, um, Superman was, wasn't, a, it was either here or maybe in the rebirth issue, Superman sort of flying through space and finding the comedian's button. I mean, the comedian's button is in Batman's yes. bat cave in rebirth, but there isn't there a, is, doesn't Superman find something? Um, Dr. Manhattan related floating through space. When, which was that in this, this issue in, and in, in doom in this series in doomsday clock, or was it like in another series? Do you think it might've been, and I'd have to go back and check. It might've been like the last couple of pages of the, the rebirth, uh, special issue to sort of kick off the rebirth, um, rebirth era of comics. Yeah. I don't know. There was like a blue light. I know at one point with one of those things. Uh, but there was also a blue light in the button as well. Yeah. That like clearly Dr. Manhattan killed reverse flash in that. And then, um, which kicks off to where we are now with the doomsday clock. But I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is sort of where I start to doubt whether or not anything's going to matter. You know, Mm -hmm. if like, if all of this was just something like, you know, if the button was just, was it, was it important at all with how it played into like Flashpoint? I think now it's important now because of how it plays into the current Batman series, but is it going to be important in Doomsday Clock? 
I, yeah, I don't know. Well, so Batman is still in his cave and he's trying to get a signal to, to the other heroes in Mars. Yeah. Uh, or on Mars. Which is a great use of time, yeah. you know, that well, this whole issue is about time because it's Dr. Manhattan and he sees all the things in time. And uh, that was a good use of time as well because uh, it takes like, what? how long does it take? Uh, 47 minutes to get a message to Mars or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's all a race against the time to him to warn the league that like, it's a trap. So that... That makes me th- well. That made me have a, a new line of thought here. So, if Batman is in his Batcave. Mm-hmm. Superman's in a coma. Wonder uh, Woman's in front of. The and so, waters. and so the the Trinity is all sort of still on on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if Batman's in his Batcave with the button, Superman is probably the the best uh, combatant for Doctor Manhattan for you know strength and skill set. Will the world's greatest detective, with the button in his back cave, uh, figure something out uh, to to help the the heroes that are that are on Mars? I'm thinking that might happen. That might happen. I, yeah, it might. And especially since he's been reading the journal since like the second issue. Mm-hmm. So he might figure out something because Rorschach chronicled everything involving Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. So maybe he does somehow get a message up there to sort of give them a, a, a strategic advantage. Yeah. There's also um, the idea of how it ends. If, if it's like trying to simplify things like Jeff Johns being such a comic thorough, you know, things like he doesn't want anybody else invading the, uh, you know, he doesn't want anyone else invading the story. He sort of levels the playing field, makes it simpler. So maybe that's what it is, like gearing up towards a simpler showdown. So we have all the heroes possibly dead at the end of this issue and all the villains possibly rising up against Wonder Woman. So I'm wondering if uh, wondering if it's it's leading up to just trying to simplify it so that the final showdown is just between Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias and whatnot. And um, I'm also wondering if uh, this is also going to be some, this is some diabolical plot because all of this is around the like anti-superhero stuff protests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this was a design by someone to get all the superheroes to a place where they tick off um, Dr. Manhattan and he kills them all and therefore it gets rid of all the superheroes. I don't know. Okay, um, so let me ask you another question, and this is something that's been making the sort of the rounds in the rumor mill. Uh, do you think that this might be an attempt to do another reboot? Uh, considering on the last page of this, uh, this uh, the last panel before we get the quote um, is all the, the superheroes that are on Mars they're they're all presumably dead. Um, could 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 the the three remaining you know the Trinity come to uh, Manhattan, uh, fight them, and then he decides to you know based on like whatever they do their their virtue or their their skill or or something he he then decides to put everything back in place with a few uh, with a few changes. Do you mm-hmm. think this is a possibility of a of a reboot 
I hope not, but I think that is a possibility, of course, especially now since um, Dan Didio came out and said he wanted to limit the number of issues that are coming out. Yeah, I think I think it's possible. I think I, I I hope it's not. I think it's a dangerous game to be rebooting everything every five six years. Yeah, um, and why it works well for Marvel, they do it every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they they they. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, Secret Wars, I guess, kind of started everything. Secret War Two kind of started everything over again, or collapsed everything in the one universe. But I feel like a line line. A line wide, everything goes back to issue ones for DC would be a, a dangerous game to play. Yeah, especially since we're only like three years since last number one. Yeah. But like I said, with Marvel, Marvel did, like they did it in Secret Wars. They started it with new number ones, and then they did new number ones after Secret Empire mm-hmm. as well. So they, they've done it like every two years now. And so that means this year we're looking forward to another reboot from Marvel. Um, but I... I like this. So like, that's the worst case scenario. That's my cynicism. But at the same time, there seems to be a lot of thought put into this series. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting. So I think that there is an ending in sight. Whether it's going to be disappointing or not, I can't say. I'm getting. I'm guessing it's going to be a pretty disappointing answer to all our questions. But at the same time, it could be something really mind-boggling, and I would be very happy to hear about to to read that. Or it could be something that just doesn't go anywhere. And we have to, you know, certain people will get angry by that and other people will dissect it for ages trying to figure out if there was anything here. Yeah. uh, If it doesn't go anywhere and these characters are no longer part of a DC universe, um, I think that that could be a bit of a misstep. I mean, to to do all of this work, um, do you think they might do it without bringing all the characters um, from the Watchmen universe over, like uh, if you have Manhattan and Superman in the DC universe, you sort of have two uh, ultra powerful beings that would sort of be able to, to, to roll in and save the day at all time. Maybe, maybe they would do it without bringing Dr. Manhattan, who was a bit of a sad and lonely character. Maybe he could figure out a way to sort of, end his existence and just sort of rest if for i don't know if that's the best best way to do it but he's sort of you know he's he's been a sad lonely individual stuck up on mars by himself for the longest time does he find a way to finally bring a bit of peace and 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 things for him so that's where that's where it leads into me enjoying this series outside of the original book because at the end of Watchmen, he goes off to create life mm-hmm. and a new earth and like a new world, basically. So that might, if, if this is a direct Watchmen sequel, that means maybe that Dr. Manhattan created all of the DC universe, but I'm guessing that's not the case. Because I, like in, in the Watchmen realm, Manhattan's gone for good. Like, that's how it ends. Like, yeah. if there's one character, like, the, the story ends right there. There's nothing what happens afterwards. You decide what happens. And I think, so, I would be not necessarily angry because they've already brought them back, but I would be kind of disappointed in Jeff Johns to not notice, like, yeah, this character might pop up here and mm-hmm. then maybe again someday, but he's not going to be one of those, like, 
wise old men that someone goes to when there is no other answer or anything like that. Cause that's not Dr. Manhattan. That was never his, his purpose. And so I don't, I can't see him being a, being a staple now in the regular DC continuity. Maybe something like this new Rorschach might be in the, the mime and the, and uh, what was her name? The marionette. Yeah. So I could see those three characters possibly becoming uh, part of the DC universe. I could see them getting their own series after this, but I think Dr. Manhattan's not long for this world. And same with Ozymandias and the comedian. And I think the comedian's going to, hopefully we're going to, he's going to play a part in that, I think. And like hopefully nullifying their presence in the DC universe when they find out what exactly he's supposed to be doing in this continuity, even though he's dead. Now, after that long-winded speech, I hope not. That's what I, that's my answer. Okay. Uh, so we, we've talked about this issue. We've talked about Doomsday Clock in general. Um, and there's a few other things going on in the, uh, DC universe that might play a part in this. Um, Heroes in Crisis is currently going on. And the quote at the end of this issue is directly referencing crisis of some kind, whether that's crisis of infinite earth, earths, anything. But yeah, the last line is where there's a human being, there is an opportunity for crisis. Yeah. So, you know, that's not a mistake. That's not coincidental that crisis is the last, is the last line of this issue. So that's, that's raising some more questions. Does that mean it's tying into like infinite crisis, identity crisis, any kind of, of the crisis events, or is it going to tie into what's currently going on? And that's Heroes in Crisis, which uh, Tom King has been the only uh, writer of DC to directly reference the Watchmen characters in another series outside of, I guess, Joshua Williamson and him, because they did the Flash, the button crossover, but yeah, they're the only two. And like there's not been any other Watchmen events and any other single issues or crossover events up until this point. So it could very well be heroes in crisis. Yeah. So that, that, that's a, that's an interesting way that it could go. Um, So one, another thing that I thought was, was interesting here was, is that in the original Watchmen, you have Nixon as the president. Yeah. Uh, This president in this, this issue is very, very Trump-like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He tweets out policy. Um, he Well, then, yeah, well, he also says uh, a line that's very much so like, oh, yeah, you could see our president say this. Yeah, he said the U.S. cannot support Superman any longer. I've done more for the world anyway and will continue to. So I think that's definitely like, uh, that's, uh, that's definitely trying to em- em- emulate our current president. Yeah, and so with as long as this series has been going on, I wonder if Jeff Johns um, made a change there and made the pres- this, this president in this universe more Trump-like. Well, he said originally this, the series wasn't supposed to come out in 2017. He was going to wait longer and have it build up a little bit more throughout the series. But after the election in 2016, he felt so inspired uh, to write this series because it was sort of a changing events were changing, things were changing. So he was like, he's like, I think now's the time to write it actually, because it's, it would have the most impact. But at the same time, it comes out so dang far apart from each other. Yeah. It doesn't leave any, it's like, it's like, it's forgotten every time we read an issue, like what the impact was. So, and all, to not get too political, but if, if you think about the, uh, 
Nixon presidency and what is going on currently. That's yeah. that's an interesting interesting parallel that they can make between the 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 first or the 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 Watchmen main series and this is that you you have two presidential fictional characters that uh are facing some of the same real life uh situations. Yeah, well yeah, so like uh yeah, the doomsday clock is a real thing that still exists and is still, you know, people are still moving the clock. I think it's still close to midnight at this point. Uh, what I was going to say was, is I'd be disappointed, though, if they grounded this in the real world, if they referenced real world events in a DC comic. I always think it's kind of dumb when they do because, you know, Superman exists in the world. So, yeah. like, yeah, you know, uh it's kind of dumb if 9-11 happens in this world, that kind of thing. I hate it when, when people reference 9-11 in superhero comics uh, because it's like, well, no, it's like if it doesn't make sense in this world that something like that would happen um, because we don't go to these comics to have real life reference. We go to these comics to escape from real life. Sure. And uh, I hate it. I read some comic recently where they compared something to 9-11 in the comic, I think it was like an Aquaman comic. Oh wow! And he said like it's and they, it was some stupid event in there, and he was like it's worse than nine eleven. And I was like, don't do that. No, that's you know. And I think that if you can't do that, you shouldn't do anything like reference the current president in a DC comic as Donald Trump. It works in Watchmen mm-hmm. because it's rewriting history. It's like if what if history if superheroes exist in the real world, they would rewrite history. So like you know things would be alternate and. Uh, Richard Nixon would be president for 20 years. Yeah, so. he, yeah, the, the uh, you could, it was Nixon, but he was on multiple terms. He had, he was president into like into the 80s there, and, yeah, and you know um, was able to be a, a a foil in 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 that continuity. Yeah. Um. So I just the the parallels, um, that they that they made there. Well, so I'm glad Jeff Johns didn't show his face, so it could be sort of more timeless. I mean, it's obvious for us now, like who it is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, let's say, like you want to, if, he, if he's appreciating the the legacy of Watchmen and how reread it is, like you know, it's such a timeless story that mm-hmm. people can read at any time. I think he's trying to create something like that and not be like, oh yeah, in this DC universe, Donald Trump is president. Mm-hmm. So not showing his face, I think, was a good thing. Yeah. All right. So I think we've we've covered a lot of things uh, up to this point in issue nine. Let's 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 make what we've done in in some other episodes. Let's make some predictions as to how we think it might it might end. Um, I'll go first this time. Uh, I think we're both in agreement that there's going to be a huge Superman, Doctor Manhattan showdown yes um you know those two powerful individuals fighting uh i feel like batman is going to be the the one that turns the battle with some sort of information um batman has a plan for everything but i don't think he can have a plan for this yeah um but i think he'll he'll figure something out that uh you know gives them a glimpse into a if there is a weak point with Manhattan that they they can either sort of delay him or or or, or stun him enough mm. um so i think superman is the superman is the power batman is the brains and i guess maybe uh wonder woman would maybe still be on earth 
and uh, sort of take care of anything that needed to be taken care of at Earth. So she would sort of be like the, the heart of the people that are still on Earth and, and, and coming to their aid. And then I think Manhattan sort of doesn't give up, but he just sort of uh, does give up and just sort of resets something or um, does some sort of change to the timeline that the the Watchmen characters are there. And I don't think they show up like a lot. I think that they they won't have like a monthly book but whenever something big happens, you know, maybe like, maybe like Rorschach becomes your sort of like watcher. Yeah. And like if there's like this big, like DC event happens, like Rorschach is just sort of kind of there operating in the background, sort of maybe manipulating things to move them in the right or what he sees as the right direction. So those yeah. would be my predictions, but I'll let you go now. No, I agree. I think I could see there being a monthly comic for Rorschach and uh, I could see the marionette and the mime getting either becoming reoccurring villains in certain comics as well. I could see those guys being left behind. That's what I'm predicting because okay. they're new characters. I think uh, what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be a fight between Superman and Dr. Manhattan, of course, but before the one of the, either of them kill each other, uh, Batman figures out who's really behind all these attacks and that this has been a plan all along by someone possibly the person behind comedian coming back as well. So some other cosmic force with like a lot of power behind it. So there's someone trying to make it look like Dr. Manhattan. So either it's Ozymandias or it's, uh, but Ozymandias was surprised when he saw the comedian was back. So it's yeah. probably not Ozymandias, but maybe it's someone like Ozzy who, who has a role similar to Ozymandias is so someone who's extremely smart. So it could be Lex Luthor could be somebody like that. So Lois Lane or Batman are going to figure out who that is. They're going to have definitive proof and they're going to stop either. They're going to stop Superman from killing Dr. Manhattan, but Dr. Manhattan's still going to die. I think, I don't know how, but he is going to have to sacrifice himself for the greater good and do the ultimate sacrifice. That's what I'm predicting. And I'm having fun with this because I'm never, I'm always <laughs> someone who's very unsure about things, but I'm, Putting that all aside, this isn't hopeful. This is a prediction. Then uh, I'm guessing, what I'm going to guess is, is that there were characters that died, but not all of them died at the end of this issue. So I think certain characters like maybe the Doom Patrol died, maybe like secondary Charleston characters died, like Blue Beetle or The Question. I think that would be interesting if they killed off those characters and then maybe Rorschach took the place of something like that. This would be a good place to maybe clean up the Green Lanterns. Yes, you, yeah. You have so many Green Lanterns. So many Green if Lanterns. You wanna, so if you wanted to sort of reduce the amount of Green Lanterns, this could be a place where you do it. Yeah. I, so I think this is. I think this is going to be a tool to take the issues, the numbers of series down. I think at this point, you know, I think they are going to probably cut out stuff like Red Hood and. Uh, you know, other characters who have their own series that aren't selling well and they're just trying to, DC's just trying to cut it down at this point after this event. And uh, that's my prediction. Um, but I think, I don't think the next issue is going to have any more answers. That's another prediction I have. I don't think we're going to get answers until like the last two issues and they're going to pull a, like a, a huge dump of explanations 
in the last two issues, I think. Okay. So let me ask you a question. We were, we were, we were trying to figure out who could have possibly been the big bad that was um, behind the tax. Um, we haven't seen dark side. Mm. We haven't seen the anti-monitor. Yeah. Those, which they did reference in this issue. Those guys could show up relatively towards the end. Like, I feel like dark side would almost be your like, your Galactus here where he's yeah. sort of like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the big, one of the big forces here. You guys don't make like this huge sort of, uh, earth universe shattering event happen without me having some sort of say in it. So that, that, uh, this right here might be giving when, when Guy Gardner brings up all the people that they've fought and even doomsday is a part of that, you know, all like the people that would have ended the world. It could be a mix of all of them as well. So this could be the, this could be a mix because Black Adam's also another part of this as well. So Black Adam could have an ish, uh, could have a, a part in this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that could be behind all this, but I would, I would, I think I might agree. It might be somebody cosmic with some powers like that, like the Anti Monitor or Dark Side. Yeah. Um, Anti Monitor played a part in one of the crises, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I I know enough that the the anti monitor was was the the force behind one of those. So, yeah. All right. Um. So that that was the our our prediction game that we we do from time to time. So fun. Um. We'll find out in like six to eight months when the, the next three <laughs> issues come out. Well, when the next issue comes out, this has been three months since the last one. They said it was bi monthly. This is insane. Well, I just hope that we don't get to issue twelve and then they say you know, they, they leave us on a cliffhanger and they're like coming next doomsday clock, like fallout. And that's uh, where you have to go to like, find out like what, what happens. Uh, yeah. But, I hope not. All right. Uh, so why don't we, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tie this up with, with some final thoughts. We've, we've done a recap and we've done predictions. So, um, why don't you lead off with, with, with final thoughts? Are you, are you generally happy as a Watchmen fan with what they've been doing here, or are you um, not pleased? It seems like you're, you're, you're generally happy. I'm generally happy. Yeah. Nothing can touch Watchmen. And I'm ha- I, I've accepted that fact. It's like, I've gotten to the point now where like I can watch star Wars, like the original trilogy without thinking about the prequels and just appreciate them for that. So that's, that's how I've gotten, I've gotten to that place in life where if I love something, anything attached to it, sequels or spinoffs or otherwise, it doesn't ruin it for me. So. I'm I'm generally happy. I can enjoy this on its own, but also as a fan of Watchmen, I can enjoy it as well. Well, I think what is probably a little beneficial is that they did all the before Watchmen stuff yeah. before. So, so like, this was out then. this was sort of like this wasn't like the opening salvo of we're touching these these characters. Yeah, they already tried to destroy them then. I, I, I actually I thought of another question here. Let's 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 cover this. Do you think Alan Moore is reading this? Heck no. <laughs> no way. He hates everyone. So that's, that's not, there's no possible the way that he reads anything other than his own work. Yeah. So actually, I don't even think he does that. So he's too busy praying to his dragon god. That's probably, true. Yeah. He, to read this or he, listen to this podcast. I don't think he would be. If he did read this, I don't think he would be too happy. One, it's definitely going to guarantee, well, not that Watchmen was ever going to revert back to him, but yeah. this is going to, anybody who was not exposed to this 
um, that sees this and hasn't read Watchmen might go back and, and get it. But I think everybody, everybody who uh, is in the comics knows Watchmen somehow. So. I'd be interested to see what Dave Gibbons thinks of this though. He's the one who's more vocal about things and he has a good insight into Watchmen. He's yeah. been pretty great. It seems like he's, when he has his stamp of approval on things, it's usually a good thing. He's usually honest about like, he's usually honest about how the movie was and how like different series were. He seems to be pretty cool with the TV show that's coming out as well. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That usually, that usually makes me comfortable with things, but I haven't heard anything that he's said about this series so far. I'm sure he'd be pissed. I mean, like he's still working. He could have done this series. You know, that's, that's, that's my big thing. But at the same time, I love Gary Frank. Nice. Like uh, I love him, but yeah. like it's uh, at the same time, I would be like, why didn't I'm still working? Nah. I could do Watchmen too. Yeah. All right. So I think uh, I think we've 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 covered this pretty pretty good. So yeah, I we think we're gonna it. we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close. Um, yeah. If everybody could give us a a follow on social media, we'll we'll post a few uh, pages from this. Um, some of the classic nine page panels and some of the more dynamic pages. Um, we're on Twitter at Construct Com Pod. We're on Instagram at Constructing Comics Pod, and we're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Constructing Comics. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and uh, uh, we'll be back soon with uh, another episode. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.